What do you think's going on in that Aquatots place? Have you seen that? There's like this place called Aquatots. They're always in strip malls. It's like like a Chinese takeout place, a, a CVS drugstore, an Aquatots craft store. I'm not saying there's anything nefarious going on in there. You know, like that part in the movie Babylon where uh, Toby, uh, Toby Maguire, who I think plays a ghoul, plays a real-life ghoul, uh, takes our, our heroes into this weird, like, multi-layer cave where there's all sorts of debaucheries happening on the different levels. I'm not trying to say that someone is inside of Aquatots, like, eating rats. Like, there's nobody in there with a box of rats. Or, or like, or, you know, or they're, like, teaching your kid to swim. And, uh, you know, he, he does a lap around the pool. And they're like, here you go. You, you did it. Here's your rat. Go ahead and eat it. <laughs> go ahead and chomp it down. And they're probably not using an alligator to encourage your tot to swim, <laughs> swim around the pool. I think they're probably just giving traditional swimming lessons. So I, I guess I just think it's weird because it's in a strip mall. Hey, have you guys ever been about to record the 28th episode of your podcast and then poured hot coffee all over yourself? You know, mostly in the crotch region. Um, I hope that doesn't happen to any of you ever uh, because it's not good. But my name is Matt and this is a podcast that I have called Giant Electric Penguin. It's probably a terrible idea. <laughs> I don't know if that's a title that jumps out at anybody, especially the people I'm trying to get to listen to this, and that's that's Hot Babes in Bikinis. That is the target audience for this podcast, Hot Babes in Bikinis. Do you think any of the teachers over at Aquatots are dressed in bikinis, or is that is that completely inappropriate when you're teaching tots? Uh, I've never... Well, no, I've worked at some daycares in my life, uh, so I've I've been around a lot of tots. I'm not sure they're I'm not sure they're very interested in bikinis, to be perfectly honest with you. I think they're probably more interested in I don't know, picking their noses. <laughs> For some of us, that never changes. Uh, but uh, anyway, I don't know why I got so kind of uh, obsessed with aqua tots. Oddly enough, I did kind of go down a rabbit hole. I searched for the closest Aquatots uh, to my house to to read what the the people were saying, to, to see what society... Society? <laughs> to see what the... Um, to see what the people who've been to Aquatots, to see what they're saying. The people have taken their tots there. And for the most part, these, uh, these parents have had very positive experiences with Aquatots. But we're not gonna we're not gonna take a look at any of those positive experiences because, like I always say, uh, that isn't fun. <laughs> uh, but I did look up a few just to see. I mean, it's it's a bunch of people teaching your kids to swim. I mean, if they're doing a good job, throw them a five star. You know, it's not. I'm sure that's nobody's like. Does anybody grow up thinking, oh, someday I'm gonna teach toddlers how to swim? That if if that was if that was your goal, 
or if that was your dream when you were in high school or college even, or even as a, as a younger child, the first time someone asked you, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And your mind immediately went to, you know, toddlers need to learn how to swim. And uh, I feel like I could do that. If that was your dream, then good on you. I then forget me. I'm a I'm a I'm, I'm a jackass with a podcast. I, you shouldn't listen or take anything I say seriously, unless you are a hot babe in a bikini. This podcast is for you. <laughs> um, particularly this episode, as I'm sure hot babes love to hear parents give one star reviews to places that teach toddlers to swim. I was lucky enough to go to a middle school that had a swimming pool in it. And so for three years in gym class, we always took a, a swim unit. So, and then my parents had me in the YMCA taking swimming lessons, uh, constantly. So, um, I know how to swim. It's not a flex. I just, I know how to swim. And I do it reasonably well. I don't swim at the level of, say, a Michael Phelps. I always, when I read about Michael Phelps and how he would train for the Olympics, how he would get to eat, like, four Domino's pizzas and then he'd swim all day, I'd be like, boy, that'd be great. Like, eating four Domino's pizzas, man, that sounds like a dream. But then you got to do all that swimming, and I was kind of like, nah, I'm not into that. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, this is Jerry Oliver, and he gave a one-star review to the Aquatots near my house. And here's what he wrote. He said, certainly every child is different. This is just my experience. That's very mature of Mr. Oliver, I think. So we applaud, we applaud maturity on this podcast, especially when it comes to writing reviews for local businesses. We brought our kids in for an assessment. Our oldest has some reactive issues, so it wasn't a surprise, but it was worse than what I expected. The two-year-old was completely terrified. We took them to REX the next time. I don't. I, is that a rival? Is that a rival toddler swimming academy? I don't know. And uh, both the kids were traumatized of the water. Okay, so it sounds like anywhere you take these two kids, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough road to hoe, as they say, uh, because these kids were traumatized by water. Water did something to them, uh, and they just it, it they're fixated on it, and it, it ain't going away. Uh, It took a couple session for them not to freak out just getting in the water. Well, that's the first step, Jerry. You got to give your kids uh, a chance. Maybe you're a little too hard on them. Uh, Getting in the water, that's, uh, that can be scary, especially in the ocean. My daughter today, I actually went swimming today. How how timely is this episode? I went swimming today and my daughter said, Dad, I got to tell you, I don't like swimming in the ocean. And I said, well, why not? Because uh, we've been taking her to the ocean since she was a tiny little, tiny little baby. And uh, she's been splashing around in there. Me and her usually get in the ocean for a while, splash around. And she said, uh, it's those, it's, I said, is it sharks? That's what I said. Because I assumed it's got to be sharks. And she said, no, it's not. Which that surprised me. Because <laughs> I'm afraid of sharks. Uh, but no, my daughter, no fear, no fear of sharks. She said, I know it's those little fish that uh, nibble on your toes. And I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> I said, I've never had a fish nibble on my toes. She's like, oh, they do it to me all the time. So I guess she has really tasty toes. I don't know. Maybe I don't. Maybe I should be offended. Anyway, let's get back to Jerry's uh, one-star review of Aquatots. Uh, for swimming lessons, it's like a fast food place. Okay. 
Let me explain that a little further, Jerry. They're just getting kids in the water and going through the motions that generally work, but they didn't pay any special attention to how each child reacts. Now, I got to tell you, I, I see the comparison. I see what you've done there. Most fast food restaurants are pumping out the food and, uh, you know, they don't really care. It's like, hey, this is how we do it. If you don't like it, you know, go somewhere else. This is how McDonald's does it, pal. Uh, but I would like to remind you of uh, Burger King, who does it your way. So let's maybe before we throw that blanket statement all over fast food places, we, we consider Burger King and how they've been giving it uh, to us our way right away. Uh, for as long as I can remember. And I can remember pretty far back. Uh, Jerry says, I, I just don't understand the high schooler who thought dunking a two-year-old underwater was a good idea. Well, that's weird. <laughs> the other two-year-old in that assessment class freaked out too. So apparently <laughs> apparently, there's a young a man or lady over there at Aquatots just tossing two-year-olds into the water. And maybe that's not your style, Jerry, but it is pretty funny to, for those of us who uh, are not taking our children to Aquatots. It's the kind of thing, uh, one thing I failed to bring up with Glenn last on the last episode was he and I send uh, constantly, all throughout every day, send each other videos of children getting hurt. And uh, I'd love to get, I'd love to get a, a, a video of, of this guy tossing uh, two-year-olds into the water because I'm sure that's something me and Glenn could really, really enjoy. Uh, again, that was my experience. Yours might be better. I hope so. But it was particularly traumatic for my kids. Well, that's, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, Jerry. Let's take a look at another uh, review. This is from a person who uh, gave a one-star review to the Aquatots near my house. A very frustrating experience for us. Well, I, I hate to hear that. My five-year-old son has been taking classes regularly for the last three years with a six-month hiatus when COVID hit. Well, that's a long hiatus, man. I hope you were practicing those skills in the bathtub at home. He still has not moved up a level, even though he is much more confident in the water. We keep getting told that his technique isn't good enough, and we need to work on things at home. <laughs> Aquatots. It's not, it's, it's, it's not a fast food it's not the fast food uh, restaurant of, of toddler swimming class cl places. What? <laughs> Aquatots is pumping out champions. So if you can't, if your technique isn't good, Aquatots ain't, ain't giving you uh, the go ahead to move up to the next level. On that level, I got to respect Aquatots. They don't, they don't want, you know, you don't want to be watching... So, uh, one day we're watching the Olympics and there's this guy and uh, and uh, he's swimming he's swimming in one of those races and you're like wow that is just that that is not a pretty stroke and uh, the announcer is like oh yeah uh, he trained for several years at Aquatots and it's like oh really is that the kind of mm, is that what they're teaching over there at Aquatots I knew they were throwing babies into the pool but then I thought maybe they gave him a little direction. And Aquatots is like, sorry, man, that's not the Aquatots technique. You're going to have to stay back a little bit longer. Yeah, give me your five-year-old. I'm going to toss him in the water. <laughs> uh, well, uh, let's see. We keep getting told that his technique isn't good enough, and we need to work thing work on things at home. I think people go to Aquatots because they don't have access to a swimming pool. I'm not sure everybody has access to a swimming pool. Thanks, Obama. 
Uh, while we try to, what's the point of paying for lessons? Seems to be an indictment of the quality of instructions. He's there every week. Why can't they correct the issues? We've escalated the problem to management and have gotten the runaround. Oh, hate it when you get the runaround. Nothing worse. My wife sent a lengthy email that received no response. She spoke with an assistant manager who said she would follow up. She didn't. Spoiler alert. When my wife asked for an update a couple of weeks later, the same person questioned if my wife actually spoke to her. They're gaslighting people over at the Aquatots near my house. Is this is this regular Aquatots policy, or is this just at the one near my house, which is actually close to a very uh, good uh, restaurant? They they make a great pizza. And they got a great lunch buffet. <laughs> I think what I would do is 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 save the money I'm paying to Aquatots to not teach my children to swim, and uh, head over there to the pizza lunch buffet. All right. So they're not happy. Here's somebody who uh, gave a uh, one-star review to the Aquatots near my house. It's they, they say the dressing room area and sitting area is decent. Well, that's good to hear. Can you just go in to Aquatots and like hang out and watch? That's that's weird. <laughs> we should edit that out. Uh, but the women's bathroom smells like sewage every day. Every day it smells like sewage. Well, luckily I won't be using the women's bathroom if I ever visit. Aquatots. So uh, that doesn't really bother me. Moving on. We have been very frustrated with Aquatots. The Tots themselves? <laughs> what did they do? Like whenever I hear Aquatots, I think of the Bubble Guppies, which, uh, did you ever see that show? I don't know. It was cute. Okay. Uh, their high staff turnover has led to inconsistent feedback and training. So what, I, what I'm seeing is there probably aren't a lot of people that grew up and then their dream was to um, teach tots to swim. I think really it's people who grew up and had the dream of owning a franchise and then not having to do very much work. <laughs> Since Coach Rose left, we have bounced around from coach to coach. They're called, they call them coaches. That's interesting. As a result, each time we are assigned a new coach, the coach has to relearn our child and his skills. I mean, swimming is pretty much... You do this, you do that, bing, bang, you're swimming. I mean, is there, I mean, do I really got to get to know your child's uh, specific swimming skill set? I don't know. Uh, it's a waste of our time as we are consistent and class is only uh, 30 minutes. The coaches used to have a card for each student and would check off skills for each. Now it seems like there is one card that they check off for the entire class. That doesn't make sense. They have added a skills chart that you can review online, but honest, honesty, the coaches need to review this before the kids, before teaching the kids, as it seems they don't know how, they don't know each kid's skill. Well, maybe you need a one-on-one -on -one swimming coach if you're trying to have the next, I only know Michael Phelps. <laughs> mm. Successfully got the coffee into my mouth and down my throat, not on my crotch. Well, that's Aquatots. Oh, here's, here's one more. Oh, they actually reveal, uh, the, the location of this Aquatots. I'm going to once again say it's, it's the Aquatots near my house. I don't want, I don't want a crazed fan to find out where I live unless that crazed fan is a hot babe in a bikini. Although I would then say I'm, I'm, I would assume she would show up at the studio uh, clad in a bikini, and I would have to say I'm incredibly flattered 
that you have come to my house to meet me, but I'm happily married and I'm going to have to, uh, I will, uh, I will sign, I will sign an autograph for you. No, 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 put, put your boobies away. I will not be signing your boobies. I will be signing this eight by 10 picture of myself. Oh, where'd you go? <laughs> All right, there's a high rate of employee turnover at the Aqua Tots. I can't imagine uh, that, they're, that, that, that that's a surprise. It sounds like there's a bunch of teenagers, surly teens, just hanging around <laughs> tossing babies into a pool next to the, uh, next to the Walgreens. Uh, let's see. Employees are not completing assessments. I think what's happening here is... Uh, they're, they're, they're not completing the assessments. Uh, there's just too much turnover. And Aquatots, you know, but I'm reading the bad reviews. They, uh, for the most part, people love Aquatots. Um, but what happens... What, what, let's, let's, get a, let's, let's look at Aquatots from a, from a former employee's position. All right? This is from a for, former employee of Aquatots, and this was posted six years ago, which, which blew my mind because I cannot believe that that Aquatots near my house has been there for at least six years. That seems insane. It's like, it's like there was a time in my life where there, there was no Aquatots, and then suddenly it was like an invasion of the Aquatots, and they were everywhere. But apparently this Aquatots near my house has been at least open for six years. That's crazy. Here's what a former employee of Aquatots has to say. It's a terrible place to work if you need to call out. So it's a, if you need to take time off. <laughs> it's the only job in the history of jobs that really gives you a hard time if you need to call out. I don't know. Uh, I've definitely had, I've definitely worked at places where uh, they, it's like, it's the end of the world when you're asking to take off. Oddly enough, they are places like, you know, Aquatot. They aren't like, like the job, like my current job uh, is, uh, you know, not hard <laughs> to get a day off. <laughs> it's like these jobs. Yeah, it's like these jobs when you're a teenager and stuff. I don't know if like the if the owner or the manager or the boss or whatever is like on some power trip. They're, they're like, you know, someday you're going to have a job. Where uh, you can't just take off to go to the Taylor Swift concert. I'm going to tell you that that is is very very much a lie. <laughs> uh, I have found as an adult working that uh, it is extremely easy to take time off. But at these at these uh, kind of these beginner jobs or you know um, you know jobs like you know I guess places like Aquatots or um, maybe the places surrounding Aquatots. <laughs> Um, strip mall type jobs and things like that, like so the service industry, are going to give you a real hard time about taking time off, and that's that is irritating. Um, but I don't know why those jobs are the ones that seem to be like the hardest on you. I, I, in a way, I guess, like I was saying, the, sometimes those are jobs that do hire teenagers, and uh, I guess they just want to stick it to you when you're a youngster, like, oh, you better get ready, pal. I'm here to tell you. There's jobs out there where people are kind of cool if you need to take the day off. Just just saying. Uh, let's see. The owner lets others run the place. And if you need and if you need to try and contact the owner, it's very difficult being that they won't give his information and they beat around the bush. 
So it sounds like I'm, this employee really needed to get in touch with the owner for some reason. No, no, no. If I owned an Aquatots, I wouldn't want to talk to anybody who worked for me. Isn't that why you hire a manager? If you want to work here, don't have a family and don't ever get sick. Or make doctor's appointments and don't crash or wreck your car. <laughs> well, again, that's good advice for any of you out there who are entering the job market. Um, try not to crash your car. <laughs> it's infinitely more difficult to to uh, get to work unless you live uh, in, in an apartment above. You think people? You think, you think anybody lives? I think the owner of Aquatots uh, lives in an apartment above Aquatots. I don't know. Uh, yeah, don't crash your car. I mean, try not to get sick. Getting, I mean, just try not to get sick because getting sick sucks. Um. Yeah, I mean, I had a job once uh, for a very uh, short period of time. I had it for a week, and I quit uh, for 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 that exact reason of the where it said don't have a family. I didn't have a family yet. I was still trying to find myself, and I got a job as an assistant manager at a movie theater. And a week into it, I realized if I, I there's no way on the planet Earth I'm ever going to be able to have a life if this is the job I decide to work for the next, whatever, what, 40, 50 years. Uh, and there, I have nothing against the people who I worked with, the higher-ups, all very nice. And um, uh, I, I bet there's still working there and, and having a great time working there. Uh, but I, I didn't see where I'd be able to have, like, a family or be able to go on vacations or do anything. And it just wasn't the right job for me. So that's important with any job also. But apparently it's even harder at Aquatots. Uh, they expect you to put the business before your health. Well, it's very important to make sure uh, America's children can swim. They don't care about you. I thought working at Kohl's was bad, but they are worse. So there you have it from a former employee. Kohl's is bad, but it could always be worse. You could always work at Aquatots. All right, let's talk about music. want to do a quick poll except by the time I get the results I won't need them anymore going over some friends house tonight and um, some friends of ours for dinner and I'm wondering if I should change the pants I spilled coffee on it's it's a casual dinner you know it's like a pizza like let's order a pizza and just hang out it's not like a, you know, a dinner party. And it's just, it's like just friends of ours who we hang out with, we go on vacation with. It's almost like family. Like I could almost just like roll in in like a pair of sweatpants. I mean, they are, they're workout pants, I should, I should add. Um, which is strange that I'm wearing them seeing as though I rarely or uh, ever work out. Uh, but they're black and you can't really see the coffee that I spilled. And if, if, so, and, and if you can, uh, it would be on my crotch, and, and nobody should be staring at my crotch. Uh, maybe maybe my wife. I assume she does all the time, hungrily. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I probably will change my pants. I, also, I actually haven't taken a shower today either, and I don't plan on doing that. So, so I mean, so you could look at it one of two ways. Either, you know, well, I didn't take a shower, so why, why the hell would I change my pants? Or you could say, like, well, if you're not going to take a shower, could you at least change your pants? Anyway, this is uh, this is the part of the show where we talk about music 
I'm a huge music lover, and I know a lot of you out there are. Uh, this is a little uh, subsection of 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 talking talking about music. I don't know. Is that the? I don't know if this section has a title. I don't know if it's one of my famous famous and beloved segments. But uh, here's a little here's a little subset in 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 the the music portion of our show. This this is called this is a little something I'm going to call "What the Hell's Wrong with Bobby Darren." Oh boy, I don't know if I like that. Uh, anyway. I'm a member of Amazon Music, and they do this thing. There's this option when you're listening to Amazon Music. It says "My Soundtrack," and what they do is uh, you, you click the you click "My Soundtrack." For those of you who don't know, you you click the button, and I guess Amazon creates a little creates a little soundtrack for you based on the music you've been listening to recently. So right now, when I click. Uh, my soundtrack a lot a lot of its 90s alternative uh musicals uh you know songs from uh from broadway musicals stage musicals and then uh songs from the 50s cuz i got real real into listening to to songs from the 50s so and it's not even like a it's not even like a weird like a good like you listen to a soundtrack to like a movie or something and it kind of flows it could be music from different uh genres and there's kind of a flow to it like you know like a good Quentin Tarantino uh uh soundtrack is a lot of fun to listen to cuz it it's it's very cinematic and it flows like like you're watching like you're watching the movie you know like the pulp fiction soundtrack was really was really something something I really love listening to and then and then like Wes Anderson puts out really good soundtracks as well just remind you, just they're they're just they put you in a mood and they kind of put you in the mood for whatever movie they are. But like the 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 Amazon my soundtrack. I mean, there's not like a there's not like like Quentin Tarantino is not sitting there going, oh, I think Matt would enjoy this one. <laughs> and for that matter, Jay Leno, uh, Jay Leno isn't there doing it either. <laughs> Has Matt heard about this? Has he heard this song? Um, I don't know who these impressions are of actually. That sounded a little bit, but not at all like Adam Sandler, like like doing, doing, <laughs> doing Jay Leno. Whatever. There's no like actual person like fitting like these songs together. So like I'm gonna give Matt this really like smooth, smooth the smooth soundtrack to his uh to you know he's driving to the store to buy to buy uh, sour cream for his wife. I think that's the last time I drove anywhere. <laughs> um, but it's fun. I like to see what they put on there. It, it's gotten to be a bit samey. It's, it's, they always seem to play uh, Kiss Off by Violent Femmes, which is a great song, but, you know, I, I could take a little bit of a break. What's the other one uh, they were that, uh, that my soundtrack played recently that I was like, okay, I get it. But they're always playing the pro- Proclaimers, I Will Walk 500 Miles. But you know what? I listened to it all the way through. My daughter told me, she goes, you know, Dad, if you listen to it all the way through. Because I was complaining about a song, but I was like, but I want to hear it. She's like, well, I think they keep putting it on there because you keep listening to it. So maybe if I skip by it. But there's one thing that I think I finally knocked out of the uh, rotation. And it was, uh, I guess there's a Star Trek musical. I don't know. I don't like Star Trek, and I don't know anything about it. I mean, I know your basic Star Trek stuff. You know, I know Captain Kirk, uh, Doctor Spock. Um, there, I think there's someone. There's Doctor Bones as somebody, uh, and uh, Jackoff, which I always thought was really odd that there was a guy named J- Mister Jackoff. 
And then uh, George Takei was on Howard Stern. So I know George Takei. And he was, um, did he play Jackoff? Uh, it might be Yakoff. I might be, <laughs> I'm sorry if I offended anybody out there by saying the word Jackoff over. I think it's Yakoff. But I don't think that's who um, George Takei, Zulu, he played Mr. Zulu. Uh, but, but it's not, it's not like the, it's not those guys. It's not William Shatner or, um, or Leonard Nimoy singing. It's some like new, new, um, Star Trek musical, but I, but I don't know what it is, but they keep playing it and I'm like, Ugh. uh, but they also play a lot of songs from, uh, Hades town, which I like. Um, so I like that part and, but then there's just musicals I never heard of and I don't want to hear that. So it's weird. It's because it's my soundtrack. If it's a soundtrack for my life, it should be songs that kind of means something to me. But not only that, there's a lot of... So what I'm saying is it doesn't flow. It'll be like a block of 90, 80s and 90s alternative. It'll be like, here's... We're going to give you Violent Femmes, Depeche Mode, and like four non-blondes. And then and then it'll be, here's here's three songs from the Star Trek musical, which, okay. And then, oh, and then like the SpongeBob's musical keeps coming up. And then it'll be like, and then here's a block of 50s songs. So um, they were playing a lot of Bobby Darren, and the first was this song, Splish Splash. And I know every podcast has analyzed Splish Splash to death, but uh, we're going to do it too, because, uh, sorry, I know it's popular uh, to to get on a, a podcast and bash the song Splish Splash, uh, but there's a reason people do it. And uh, this is the reason. Let's look at these lyrics. Um, it's, so it starts off, it starts off splish splash. I was taking a bath long about a Saturday night, a rub a dub, just relaxing in the tub, thinking everything was all right. So the song starts off fine. It's like Bobby Darren's hanging out in the bathtub. It's probably been a long week. Uh, time to, time to sit back. And it's Saturday. Like he went out Friday. I, he's like, I don't have to go out every night of the week. Every night of the week doesn't have to be like a rock and roll an evening of rock and roll debauchery. I know that I'm Bobby Darren and I'm a real badass rock and roll guy, but you know, Friday night I went out, I drank it up. I snorted, I snorted some cocaine. (laughs) I, uh, I, uh, I, never mind. (laughs) And now it's Saturday and boy, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit hungover still. And uh, my nose hurts. This cocaine <laughs> I snorted so much cocaine. My nose, my nose really aches. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in the bathtub and uh, yeah, everything. I'm, I'm thinking everything's gonna be all right. Well, anyway, he takes this bath. It opens up his pores. Uh, he maybe puts a little mud mask on, and he's like, "Well, I stepped out of the tub. I put my feet on the floor. I wrapped a towel around me, and I opened the door." And then splish splash, I jumped right back in the bath, which I would assume would be empty at this point, because when you drain the bath when you're done, he, <laughs> so then you, you know, hurt your little tush on the on the on the porcelain. You're like, oh, I should have kept it filled with water. Well, but how was he to know there was a party going on? So right outside, right outside of the bathroom door, uh, there's uh, there's a party in full swing, and what I'm guessing it's like an entire house party. Uh, somehow, while he was in the the bathtub. Uh, a, a party broke out in his house, and uh, how how was he supposed to know that? Uh, I mean, it's only his house. <laughs> Splish splash! I locked the front door. That <laughs> then I took a bath. 
but anyway, who, what are these party goers doing? Well, they they, uh, they was a splishing and a splashing, reeling with the feeling, moving and a grooving, and rocking and a rolling. Uh, what are they splishing and splashing on? Uh, you know, they, they can have um, fine. The party's in full swing. You guys, you guys set up a party, started having it while I was taking a relaxing bath. Fine. I'll get into the party mood because we're going to see in the next couple lines, uh, Bobby Darren is going to get into the uh, party mood. But what are they splishing and splashing on? Like, I'd be like, all right, guys are dancing around. Why is the why is the rug all wet? Why why is all that splishing and splashing? And so somebody has spilled something on this on this. I'm guessing Bobby Darren has a real nice rug. <laughs> uh, so let's go on. Bing bang. I saw the whole gang. So it's it's people he they're friends of his. Dancing on my living room rug, which we've already established is sopping wet with something. Oh, God, I hope it's just water. You know, uh, we're, we're, best case scenario, everyone was staying hydrated and then somebody dropped a big old bottle of Deer Park. Uh, worst case scenario, it's uh, piss. It's a mixture of piss and vomit. <laughs> Flip flop, they was doing the bop. All the teens had the dancing bug. So they're all teens. I don't know how old Bobby Darren was at this point when he recorded this song. Probably not. Probably just out of high school. Probably not Not too old. It's fine. There's teens there. I'm going to assume it was water then because I know they're not. I know these teens aren't drinking. These are the kind of these are the kind of teens that you can trust teaching your toddler how to swim. Other. Oh, but actually, there's some celebrities there. There was Lollipop. We all know Lollipop from that hit song, uh, Lollipop. Uh, and Peggy Sue's there. I thought she got married. One of her husband was somewhere, somewhere there. Uh, uh, good golly. Hey, Miss Molly was even there. So you got a lot of musical celebrities at this party. And Splish Splash, I forgot about the bath. I went and put my dancing shoes on. Now, let's, this is important. Uh, there's no bath to forget about because you, you took it already. You, you didn't leave the bathroom it's not like you were in the bath and you're like, I hear something in the hallway. Though somehow he doesn't hear anything going on in his house while he's in the bath. And some people can do that. They use the bath time, you know, classically in commercials and, and situation comedies. Uh, we see the, the, um, the, uh, the mother or the wife character. Uh, it's very important for her to get in the bath and, and she'll cover her eyes with possibly cucumbers. Maybe just a, maybe just a warm rag. And I'm assuming, and there's usually bubbles, and I'm assuming these, those bubbles have been crammed into her ear holes. And so she doesn't hear what's going on out in the house. Sometimes it's a party going on, uh, people uh, dancing on your soaking wet rug. Sometimes it's the um, the husband character uh, burning dinner or, eat, or eating a big old bowl of potpourri. <laughs> so I get it. I get it. You can be in the tub, you can, and it can transport you to a different... A different world where you don't know what's going on than where you come from. Uh, <laughs> so um, that makes sense. Uh, but he 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 finished his bath, so he's not he's not. What was he gonna then? Was that like the 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 pre bath, and then he's gonna take another one? Uh, but he does put his dancing shoes on, and uh, and he doesn't tell us he puts anything else on. So my assumption is he's he's still in that towel, wearing wearing his dancing shoes. Or maybe it's maybe it's uh, maybe the party's reaching a crescendo, and we all that we all know what that means, and that means uh, uh, naked naked dancing, and also po possible possible dancing on the ceiling, 
Anyway, from then on, they're moving, grooving, splishing, splashing, reeling with the, whatever this feeling is. Bobby Darren's having a good old time uh, with his friends. Um, this song's weird to me uh, because uh, people just showed up while uh, Bobby Darren was in the bathtub, and I, th- I think maybe he's he's playing a little playing a little game with us. I think he knew the party was going to happen. He's been, but he's acting like, "Hey, I'm Bobby Darren. Parties just spontaneously happen uh, wherever I am, uh, even if I'm in the bathtub." Scrubbing my scrubbing my little butt uh, doesn't matter. I'm so cool. I'm I'm a party magnet. So uh, yeah. So that's a weird song. I want to quickly talk about this other Bobby Darren song called "Dream Lover." This song I just hate because um, <laughs> actually I don't hate it. I mean it popped up on my soundtrack and I was like, oh yeah, Dream Lover. I remember this because growing up. Whenever we would go on vacation or anything, my dad would turn on the oldies station and the and oldies would be like songs from the 50s and 60s. So I, I really loved it when we'd, we'd flip on the oldies station. It was a lot of fun. Uh, this isn't, I'm not trying to make some sort of grand statement or any sort of hackneyed joke now, but when you turn on an oldies station now, it's like, it's stuff, it's like the, it's stuff from the 80s and 90s, which, um, you know, fine. I, that's, I, that's the stuff I like listening to, but hearing it, you know, hearing it in, in, uh, as oldies is a little disheartening. Not, not because, oh, I'm so old. I'm 44. I'm basically get me my cane and wheelchair. Can you please feed me my pudding for dinner? I can't chew. My dentures are too soft. You know, it's not that it's, uh, the fact that I like these oldies from the fifties and sixties. Um, so why can't I still have those? So anyway, so I, I do like it when they pop up uh, and sound on on my, on my little soundtrack. But uh, this song is real dumb because it's like this whole idea of like Bobby Darren is like every night he goes to uh, he goes to bed. He says every night I hope and pray a dream lover will come come my way. Uh, so in uh, a girl to hold in my arms and know the magic of her charms. I mean, there's really, I mean that's that's great that you have such you know high hopes that you're you're gonna meet a girl who uh, who has who's who's magical pretty much like a, a I guess like a Hermione Granger is gonna come into your life and and fill it with magic, uh, but um because he wants a dream lover so I don't have to dream alone which is which is fun I, I like that lyric what is it's the chorus it's uh, I want a girl to call my own I want a dream lover so I don't have to dream alone that's romantic I like that but uh, you at some point. Bobby, and this is a message to every heterosexual young man out there who who would like to have a girlfriend. Uh, rather than just uh, you know uh, praying before bed and hoping to dream about a girl, uh, you, you, sh- you could go out there and, and uh, you know no, try to meet one, <laughs> like a real one. Uh, Bobby, throughout this song, uh, seems very. What he does is he seems content to have a dream lover, like a girl who shows up in his dreams, which could either, which could mean two things, as far as as, as I can tell. Either he wants to be visited by a succubus, and uh, you've you've all heard of, um, you all know what a succubus is, I hope. If you don't, let me tell you. So a a succubus according to Wikipedia, is a demon or supernatural entity in folklore, in female form, that appears in dreams to seduce men, usually through sexual activity. According to religious tradition, a succubus needs semen to survive. 
Repeated sexual activity with a succubus will result in a bond being formed between the succubus and a man. And a succubus cannot drain or harm a man with whom she is having intercourse. In modern representations, a succubus is often depicted as a beautiful seductress or enchantress rather than as demonic or frightening. Uh, the male counterpart, uh, counterpart, don't worry ladies, there's also a, a, a demon man who comes, I guess, who needs your, needs your eggs? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Needs your, uh, needs your vaginal secretions? <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Are are the are the hot babes in bikinis uh, slowly filing out of the uh, of the podcast theater? <laughs> the, uh, the male counterpart to the succubus is the incubus, which is uh, also the name of that great band. Isn't that cool? Now that you know what an incubus is, that 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 uh, there's there's a band called Incubus. Apparently, they think they're uh, they're uh, every uh, the I don't know. That, that that seems kind of like they think they're a big deal sexually. I don't know why. Incub like it seems it seems like someone would be like, yeah, I'm a real incubus. Like that would be like some guy like trying to like I don't know show off. Oh, you know the National Institute of Health has this uh, has what I what I can only imagine is a an official report that they uh, that they filed with the government. <laughs> It says unusual cases of succubus, of succubus, isn't it succubi or succubuses? A cultural phenomenon manifesting as part of psychopathology. Uh, let's see, succubus is also known as demon as demon female lover. Is is the National Library of Medicine a real thing? Because this is terribly written. Um. A succubus is also known as a demon female lover who approaches males in their dreams to have sex. Well, at least they ask. I always thought a succubus just kind of went went for it. This is the phenomenon which is rarely described in psychiatric literature. Well, because it's it's not real, I think is why it doesn't appear <laughs> in uh, in in medical in medical reports. It is more identified as a cultural belief in different religions. We report the two cases diagnosed with schizophrenia who reported this rare phenomenon phenomenon of succubus as part of their psychopathology and discussed the phenomenon of, of, of succubus. What we've learned here is that uh, I can't pronounce phenomenon and that uh, the National Library of Medicine might be, uh, might be bullshit. What does this say? Succubus is understood as a Lillian demon in female form or supernatural entity that appears in dreams to seduce men, usually through sexual activity. The descriptions of the same can be traced back to folklore. Uh, let's see. Case reports. Oh, here's an actual case report. Uh, case one. An 18-year-old male from middle socioeconomic status who had no family history of any mental illness presented with an insidious onset and continuous illness of three years duration characterized by delusion of persecution, delusion of reference, no idea what that means, delusion of grandiosity, delusion of control, auditory hallucination of commanding and discussing type, thought broadcast, apathy, poor self-care, and marked socio-occupational dysfunction. He also had a severe lack of semen in his balls. I'm, <laughs> it might as well say that because I don't. 
Is this even professional writing? I can't... All right, all right, here we go. It, it, this does kind of get interesting. In addition to the symptoms listed, he elaborated about someone having sexual or, uh, intercourse with him against his will. On mental status examination, the patient appeared to be very much distressed with his psychopathology. He described the phenomenon of... Pho oh, my God. Is this... Is this more annoying or less annoying than when I call minions memes constantly? <laughs> he described the phenomenon of auditory hallucination, commanding and discussing type, and thought broadcast. In addition, the patient explained that at night, when he would go to his bed, he could feel the sensation of being touched by a female, whom he would describe as a good-looking woman. He would be able to feel his private parts being touched, leading to a leading to erection. <laughs> Got a little worked up, sorry. <laughs> And ejaculation. As per patient, he did not want this experience. This would happen against his will. Would feel guilty. He would feel guilty about having such an experience and having sexual contact with an unknown female. And he was fully convinced about having such an experience. Very occasionally, he would get up from the sleep after this experience and remain distressed and fearful. In his explanation, he had a strong belief that a witch was doing so. But he but would not be able to point out the exact figure of which. Huh? His cognitive functions were intact and he had poor insight. All right, well. Poor guy. Case two. All right, yeah. Uh, case two is a 23-year-old male who had been using cannabis, baby. All right. I'm kidding. I've never... Here's a fun fact. Oh, I already gave you that fun fact. I've never done a drug in my life. Still waiting for your emails about your favorite drug experiences. Favorite? Is that? I don't know if that's what I asked for. I just want to hear drug stories. I'm never going to do drugs, so I'm never going to have a drug story to tell anybody. Like the time I went to dinner with these people I didn't know, and this guy was just like, well, yeah, so uh, the first time I did heroin, I was like, oh, my God, because he was clearly... Trying to impress everyone. I don't know if I don't know if heroin addiction impresses me at a at a uh, at a uh, dinner function. Anyway, uh, it's Giant Pengy Podcast. If you want to send us emails about uh, drugs or anything else, really, I mean, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Just send me something. I'll read it. Uh, let's see. This dude was all high on on wacky tobacco. And I don't. I, I guess a succubus um, visited him. Who cares? No one cares. I never did. Have you had a visit from a succubus? Giant Pengy Podcast at Gmail .com. Tell me all about it. I don't know. Make it up. <laughs> make it up if you haven't, and tell it real slow. And ladies, if if an if an incubus has visited you in the night, if you've been to an incubus concert, so Bobby Darren either wanted to be visited. By a succubus, or he wanted to have a a nocturnal seminal emission, a nocturnal emission. I don't think we need to mention that it's semen. I think that that's implied. Semen is implied. Uh, is that the title of this episode? <laughs> How to get more listeners? Title your podcast episode. Semen was implied. Semen is implied. Splish splash, I was throwing two-year-olds in the pool, hanging out at Aqua Dots. All right, let's go. Uh, one more song I want to talk about. This popped up on one of my 
soundtracks. Actually, this is one that keeps popping up. It's not the one that I was trying to think of earlier, but this is a Jailhouse Rock by Elvis Presley. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Elvis, but I was like, yeah, I'll let it play because I saw that Elvis movie and uh, I kind of liked it. So I was like, I'll, li- I'll listen to Jailhouse Rock. Now, we can't, bl- we can't blame Elvis on the cr- craziness of this tune. We have, to, we have to blame the songwriters Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller, very famous songwriters. But they wrote this, they wrote this weird-ass song called Jailhouse Rock. And uh, I, had, I had to go to Genius.com. Uh, to to talk about this one because there's there's parts of it that I uh, did not understand. I mean, I'll comment on it, but there's parts of the song I was like, what did what are these two weirdos talking about? Anyway, so Jailhouse Rock. Let's just read the lyrics. Let's find out what's going on. So it's the warden threw a party in the county jail. The prison band was there, and they began to wail. The band was jumping, and the joint began to swing. You should have heard those knocked out jailbirds sing. Uh, so let's rock everybody. Let's rock everybody in the whole cell block was dancing to the jailhouse rock. Okay, that's fun. That kind of you know you think about prison, you think it's kind of like a depressing place to be. It's full of murderers and like uh, I don't know, like uh, rapists and and child abusers and like dudes that you know like con artists uh, or you know people who you know broke into people's houses and you know uh, stole cars, carjacked people, you know stuff like that. Dr- drug Drug dealers, uh, you know, the re- real, uh, real, real, real creeps and sickos. Uh, but it's nice to see that you know, once in a while, uh, they they whip out the instruments and everybody uh, starts dancing around. I'm 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 sure they open up the bars uh, and or the doors. Do they have bars? <laughs> They're all dressed in their in their striped uniforms. Like, well, unhook this ball and chain from my from my ankle, warden. I wanna I wanna dance around in the common area. Uh, I want to dance my ass over to the uh, to the concession stand. Maybe get myself a a, a, a Snickers bar. I don't know. All right. Anyway, in the, in the second verse here, we're going to meet some of the uh, members of the uh, of the uh, the prison band. Who who some uh, at least one of them definitely is in jail for for murder. <laughs> uh, there's Spider Murphy, and he's playing the tenor sax. Genius seems to suggest that Spider Murphy was a member of Elvis's backup band. I don't know if he was also a uh, a prison inmate at any point, but I imagine he was. Uh, little Joey was blowing on the slide trombone. Uh, little Joey again is a uh, member of Elvis's band. So the these are not uh, prison inmates, uh, but they certainly have the uh, the fun nicknames that we often associate with with prison inmates. Uh, the drummer boy from Illinois went crash, boom, bang. The whole rhythm section was the Purple Gang. Now, that was interesting to me. I didn't know what that was. Uh, the Purple Gang apparently was a... Uh, they're also known as the Sugar House Gang. They were a, a mob of bootleggers and hijackers with predominantly Jewish members. They operated out of Detroit, Michigan in the 1920s. So uh, that's kind of fun that the the rhythm section was made up of the of the Purple Gang. And there's a picture here of the Purple Gang. And there's like... There's like, <laughs> there's like 13 guys. So, I mean, that is some, that, that is some, uh, that's a, that's a quite a, that's quite a rhythm section. Rhythm section one and, uh, so then they're dancing the jailhouse rock. You get it. All right. Uh, let's see. So verse three, number 47 said to number three. So these are, these are, uh, two, 
two uh, inmates. Number 47 said to number three, You the cutest jailbird I ever did see. I sure would be delighted with your company. Come on and do the jailhouse rock with me. And that's and that's a reference, of course. I don't even need to click that genius. I got I got you on this one. Uh, that, of course, is a reference to uh, to number forty seven wanting to have a uh, a shower rendezvous with number three, and uh, that's all we're going to say about that. I don't want to offend the sensibilities of any of our hot babes in bikinis listening. Of course, then we have a uh, we have a guitar solo played by played by someone, not Spider Jack or Sp- Spider Murphy, <laughs> Farmer Jack. Uh, that's a store. Uh, let's see. First four. Sad Sack was sitting on a block of stone. Sorry, Sad Sack. Genius lets us know that Sad Sack was a U.S. Army nickname in World War II for a loser, uh, which also became the name of a popular comic strip and comic book character. And there's picture there sad sack and he's marching into war uh but for some reason uh, he is he's not wearing his boots and a, a there's a lobster uh clamped to one of his toes and it really is a sad situation uh especially because this lobster seems to have two uh standard lobster claws and then a claw coming out of its head <laughs> which you can also use uh to pinch uh, so yeah, sad indeed. But anyway, so some some sort of some sort of uh, dork with a lobster on his foot. So that's who Sad Sack is. He's sitting on a block of stone, uh, way over in the corner, weeping all alone. The warden said, "Hey, buddy, don't be no square." Even the warden's giving him shit. You can't find a partner. Use a wooden chair. And uh, I guess the warden really wants all the inmates to d- to dance with one another. <laughs> You know, it's never indicated at all that, like, the maybe they brought over some of the ladies from the ladies' prison to dance with some of these men. Not that that, not that, that needs to happen. Men, men can dance with other men. It's perfectly fine. This podcast um, is, is in total support of that. I'm just saying. Sad sack. He can't even... He can't even find... He doesn't even have a buddy. Like, his cellmate won't even dance with him. I bet his cellmate was... Is running into the showers with the other guy. He's like, I gotta get away from. Please, any anyone but Sad Sack. <laughs> oh, Sad Sack tried to make a move on me last night, and uh, it was just so depressing. The guy, I mean, uh, and, and he's always, he's never wearing his boots. All right, all right, you gotta gotta see the picture to even. So, verse five. There's five verses to this shitty song. We're meeting Shifty Henry now, and Shifty Henry. Uh, he wasn't a criminal. So Shifty Henry is in is in this song. He wasn't a criminal. He was a well-known L.A. musician, most noted as a double bass and bass guitar player, and was a blues songwriter. So I guess they, they snuck in Shifty Henry to play this, the big prison dance. Uh, he also played the flute, the violin, the viola, the saxophone, and the oboe. Good Lord, Shifty Henry. He was a he was a master of a lot of instruments. He was in demand as a session musician. No kidding. Good for you, Shifty Henry. Well, Shifty Henry is in is is in jail in this song, and he says to Bugs, who uh, uh, according to Genius.com is a reference to Bugsy Siegel, who of course is one of the famous uh, most famous of the gangsters, and, and uh, I believe he had his own movie uh, called Bugsy. Uh, <laughs> 
think he's played by Warren Beatty. I've never seen that movie. Um, I don't know. If this scene is in... If, if in the movie Bugsy, there's a scene where uh, a bunch of men are having a, a dance party in jail. I don't know. Sign me up. Before Netflix takes their DVDs away, I better uh, I better get that one. Uh, but anyway, Shifty Henry says to Bugs, uh, Oh, for heaven's sake, no one's looking. Now's our chance to make a break. What's Shifty Henry trying to break out for? He, uh, he gets to leave at the end. <laughs> the end of the party, Shifty Henry just, uh, I don't know, gets his parking validated and leaves. Uh, Bugsy turned to Shifty and said, Nix, Nix. I want to stick around a while and get my kicks. Because uh, if uh, I don't know much about Bugsy Siegel, but but I do know for sure that uh, if if he would much rather be in prison than, uh, you know, enjoying his life of, I don't know, fine fine dining and uh and uh hanging out with ladies anyway yeah warren Beatty was in uh, the movie bugsy uh and uh, net benning's in there too and i believe that's warren Beatty's uh betrothed anyway that I, that's enough about music Hey, that's going to do it for Giant Electric Penguin episode 28. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Hope I'll see you all back here next week for, you're not going to believe this, episode 29 of Giant Electric Penguin. That's right. We're going in chronological order. That's a decision I just made at the very beginning. I was like, It's the only way to do it. It's the only way to do podcasts. The best podcasts out there, they all go in chronological order. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.